Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sheep Get Sheared podcast. I'm your host, Austin Creed. I want to welcome you into the show. So, my friends, in the last couple episodes, we've really been talking about the Christian church and my criticisms with whether it be certain pastors, certain philosophies, and whatnot. And you know what? I think it's important that we talk not only about relationships, but we talk about the advice the young men get from pastors. Now, not every pastor is the same, just as not every person is the same. However, the advice tends to be pretty consistent because it's rooted in the, in the same text. Now, I'm willing to admit that in general, the Christian church does a great job, and I'm not here to tell you not to go to church. In fact, if you want to, I would encourage you to do that. However, you need to realize that there, just as there is a light side to everything, there's always a dark side. And the reason the dark side exists is because people have to get paid. In plain English, people have to get paid. And at the end of the day, it benefits them to not tell you everything. Whereas, I'll tell you everything straight up because I got nothing to lose. I got nothing to lose by telling you the objective realities of what's going on out here. I want to be honest, and I want to build my reputation off being honest. That's why I wrote, I'll admit straight up that I have a bias. I wrote the book, Biblical Bachelor. I have a bias towards holding off on marriage, holding all that off until you've already established yourself, and then you can decide what you want to do after that. Because it's really easy, before we jump into the videos, and I give you examples of what I'm talking about, I want to give a little bit of a disclaimer, okay? First of all, you need to understand that not everybody is going to tell you the truth because they don't know it. Not everybody has the context that I've found from being in the streets, being in the military, doing the things I've done in my life at a relatively young age. I found these things to be true. Now, what they're also not going to tell you is that these pastors most likely are married, number one, and number two, they've been married for years. So, they don't know what the modern day dating marketplace is. They don't understand how women are monetized. They don't understand the Generation Z women, the younger millennial women, the upcoming Gen Alpha teenagers. They don't understand these people because they have been kind of living in their own universe, which I don't blame you. It's kind of unavoidable to an extent. However... You don't have the hands-on experience that I have as a guy who's actively out here dating, seen these things, interacted with these people, and this is why I'm going to offer you a different perspective that you may not like. In fact, I know people who have first heard my message, they thought it was revolting, they thought I was bitter and hurt, you know, add any adjective that you want. However, when they started, when they either A, bought my book, or B, they started to actually dive into, okay, mean it, wait a minute, I'm going to really explore these with my own brain. I'm not just going to, to believe what anybody tells me. You know, a little short story before we hop into the videos that I have prepared for the show. I asked this question today in my class of why people believe that, re that we should push the status quo when it comes to social justice issues, political issues, scientific questions, but yet when it comes to religion, people often just take things at face value or they kind of leave you with open-ended answers. They give you very vague answers 
that leave you to fill in the blanks when you don't even know how to fill your own social security number in and you don't understand these things and i don't blame you. you nobody has all the answers i don't have all the answers but what i do have is a unique perspective now with that out of the way let's hop into this video so let's hop into young advice so here's what i'm talking about okay this is a video about advice for young men okay ladies i'm sorry i can't really speak to the female perspective i'm gonna only see this from the male perspective because that's the way i can teach so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna hop into this right now the title of this video is advice for guys on dating from the desiring god channel shout out to them uh fair use for entertainment and educational purposes let's hop in and let's get started what would i say to a young college man who's dating a girl i would say that impulse towards pairing off is good it's from the lord but i would caution them i think a lot of young men and young women want to create this unique semi uh, covenanted space that under God doesn't really exist. I mean, if you look at how God identifies relationships between men and women, if you're in Christ, you're either brother and sister or husband and wife. And there's not really some middle place. And so I would encourage a young man, if you're interested in a girl, think she might be marryable, um, spend time with her, great. But I think in your mind, you need to discipline yourself to think, she is my sister in the Lord, right? And so 1 Timothy is clear. Treat older women as mothers, younger women as sisters with absolute purity. You okay, I got to pause him right there. Number one, here's the problem I have with, the, with dating and what he's talking about, okay? Here's what I want to discuss first. Number one is this. This is what I was talking about before when I said that these guys, they don't understand the modern-day marketplace, Okay. They don't understand what the guys like me and guys of my generation, even the young, older teenagers, they don't understand our dating marketplace. I, I assume this man looks like he's late 30s, probably. He doesn't understand what we're talking about. Okay, Here's the problem. From a biblical perspective, I get what he's saying. 100%. Here's the issue. People tend to lie a lot, especially when they have a lot to gain by deceiving you, okay? Or upplaying the good aspects and virtues they have and downplaying their vices. The problem is, a lot of women in dating today, I see them, even at my so-called Christian college, I see them all the time. They dress like skeezers, they dress like Instagram models, they dress like TikTok thoughts, they dress provocatively, with no modesty, no concern for men, which they don't have to, that's their right, it's up to them, but what they want to do is they want to come out here and live that happy life, try to be that boss babe, they want to live this feminist type lifestyle that feminism has offered to them, but at the same time as they act masculine, they act provocatively, they do things that are not traditionally attractive to men, they want guys like me who are more traditional and conservative, they want guys like me to be masculine, but only when they want us to be masculine. They don't want us to be masculine when it comes to checking them. They don't want to count, they, want, they don't want masculinity when it comes to me putting you under my protection, which entails 
be protecting you from yourself and your own bad choices. They don't want you to be masculine when it comes to giving you more of a fatherly type of perspective, which is what a husband kind of does to an extent. They want you to be masculine, though, when it comes to paying for stuff, when it comes to taking them out, when it comes to being assertive, when it comes to making money. They want you to be masculine then, but they don't want the accountability. They don't want the direction. They don't want the control that comes with protection. They don't want any of that when they're young. When they turn about mm, mid, to, mid to late 20s, early 30s, the switch flips and they say, okay, all right, I've been out here with Pookie. Been out here with Ray Ray. They treated me bad. I learned what I like now because I found out what I don't like. So now I'm going to go and I'm going to go join a church. and I'm, Or maybe I've been in church pretending to be this nice person. Pretending to be this person of um, a paragon of virtue. But now I'm going to be out here and I'm going to actually take it seriously now. Because now God has revealed to me what I actually want. And now I'm going to go for that. Meanwhile, when she finds... Let me go back. When she finds a guy like this in a church, she'll tell him what I just told you, but she's going to change it up and say, oh, these dudes treated me bad, they took advantage of me, they exploited me, they used me. She's going to make herself the victim. Because when someone makes himself a victim, there's this whole thing in society today of victim blaming. In other words, if you're the victim, you automatically have zero accountability for anything that happened to you, which is completely rubbish. Now, I'm not saying that it's all your fault. That's not what I'm saying at all. Whether it's 10% or 100%, everybody has to take accountability for the things in their life. I don't care if it comes down to what you wore. I don't care if it comes down to the things you said. I don't care what it comes down to. That's like me going into a dark alley in the middle of the night drunk and being like, how dare you rob me? I'm sorry. I put myself in the position to get robbed. Now, in a patriarchal society... We would tell women this stuff. Hey, if you go out there looking like that, you can if you want. Just beware. I can't control the men's actions who are out there who might do things to you. Am I justifying it? No. I'm saying I can't control it and I can't do anything about it. In other words, you sow the wind and you reap the whirlwind. That's the problem. And so when he comes down to advice like this, he's leaving that part out. He's making it sound like everybody's just a pinnacle of virtue. For example... Mother and sister type. First of all, that's kind of gross. That, that, I don't like that. that, that that's kind of weird. Second, what, the thing that makes no sense to me is what have your sisters in Christ been doing out here in these streets with Chad, Tyrone, and Pookie, and Ray Ray, and, and, and these archetypes of these different men that we talk about on this side of the internet? Where, what's she been doing with those guys? No conversation about that present from what it seems. And this video's not over yet. But this is what I'm talking about, is they're leaving parts out, or they're being subtle about it because they don't want to offend people. I don't care if I offend you. I'm not trying to, but if it happens, I'll let, I'll let the chips fall where they may. Now let's get back down to this. You don't fool around with your sister, because that's nasty, right? And so you go, I have to treat her with purity. I have to treat her like I would want someone to treat my baby sister. Oh my Which, goodness. Which, what would that look like? it would mean they use all their resources to help her be all that she's meant to be under God. Oh, no. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I got to rub my temple for a second. Look, here's the problem with this crap, okay? 
he, on principle alone, he is very traditional and is not mistaken. The problem is he's ignoring the entire backdrop. He's ignoring the fact that these people are are have skeletons in their closet. They've made mistakes. They're not who they say they are. Let's take this for example, okay? Let's say you hold on. Let's say you're a young guy, maybe you're mid twenties, uh, early twenties, late teens, whatever. You're a younger guy, and you want to get married. You don't want to go out there do clubbing, bar hopping. You don't want to do none of that. You want to get married. You want the two point five kids in the house and the car and the dog and whatever. That's what you want, okay? When he's talking about the, the the sisters in Christ and stuff like that, here's the problem, okay? A woman could go to church on Sunday. Wear a nice sundress, look pleasant and nice, and say, Praise the Lord, I'm redeemed! Oh, hallelujah! And then drop neck on Monday, I'm the dude at the club. She can go out on Tuesday and get her cheeks busted open by Tyrone. I'm sorry, this is a family show. I'm not trying to be vulgar. But this is the problem. People are double-dipping the system. They portray this image of themselves that they want to be, but then they're not... And then they don't get called out on living this double life. Okay? I'm not saying that men don't do that. I'm saying most men can't do that. Most men can't do that. They can't just go out and get any woman they want. They can't do it. A woman can get pretty much any dude she wants to flirt with her, give her attention and validation, and potentially get the guts. Almost any dude could do that. I mean, any woman can get any dude to do that almost. Okay? Men can't do that. That's why this whole notion of body count is so stupid to me. When we're like, oh, well, how come men are praised for having a high body count? Because I have to have something to get a woman to sleep with me. I gotta be rich. I gotta be handsome. I gotta be successful. I have to have something. And I can't just show up. Women can just show up. Men can't just show up. I'm not trying to get too off the tracks here. But when it comes to this type of behavior with, oh, you know, make her everything she can be. She can't even do that for herself, and yet you want me to do that? Why? Why should I do that? Why do I have to take the L? Who is to say she deserves what I'm supposed to give? Some people might deserve it. Most people don't. But he's not talking about that. Let's continue. So I encourage her to go to church. I encourage her to be around other women who inspire her. I encourage her to pursue the Lord. I celebrate her victories. Um, but I don't try to take that from her or lead her like I'm her husband. I'll talk to young men sometime that was like, I'm dating a girl. How do I lead her? I've already fused our quiet times together. And I'm like, I, I don't know what that means, man. Like, you're not her leader. You have no stake or claim in her life. She's a sister and you're a brother. This is what fathers are supposed to do. But because there's such a lack of fathers due to the, the gynocentric society that's pushed men out of the family structure, this is not present anymore. Men, don't try to lead women unless they submit to your control, okay? Do not be out here trying to lead people who want to be free. Do not do that. You will drive yourself insane. Don't do it. These analogies are so uncomfortable, too. I don't blame people who are more unfamiliar with the church. This is really weird stuff. This is like some Game of Thrones level stuff. And this is why people are kind of off-put by this. 
Now, are you starting to enjoy time together? Do that. And then I give them Romans, make no provision for the flesh, right? And so I tell them, hey, be private in public. Uh, what? Spend time with her, but do it with a group of friends. Oh, or spend no. time with her, but do it in a coffee shop or at a restaurant where you're much less likely to grope each other, right? Oh, in other words, just give money to the, to the restaurant industry or the, uh, the corporate pimp and just give them the money. Man, oh, see, this is the problem. They're not up with the times, man. We don't take girls to dinner no more. It's this new thing called Tinder and, 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 and um, Bumble and Hinge. Netflix and chill. What world are you living in? No one does this anymore. P restaurants are going broke because men are saying, I'm done with this crap. Why would I take this woman to dinner when my, I know some dude got it for free? Why would I do this? See, this is the whole problem I have with, okay, this is why I wrote this book. You want to know why I wrote this book? Because I know men in my life who, I, no, you know what, I'm not going to put their business out in the street. But here's what I'm going to do. The reason why I wrote Biblical Bachelor is because of guys like this man. I don't know him personally. I'm not just picking on him. But here's what I'm talking about. This message of, oh, you need to marry a woman before you can tell her what the hell to do. You lose all your leverage in marriage, sir. What are you talking about? This is... This is out of control here. Back in the day, this probably worked. This don't work no more. This doesn't work anymore. Men don't have leverage in relationships like that no more. Women are the ones pushing for marriage because they realize as soon as they get the marriage from you, they have leverage over you. And for anybody who wants to say that I'm lying and you're married, okay, go put your woman in check right now. Next time she tries to tell you to do something, tell her, no. I'm not going to do that. You do it, woman. And in fact, make me a sandwich while you're at it. <laughs> she going to go get the divorce papers or tell you to go get a therapist or she going to let you know, hey, whoa, I don't think so. I guarantee you. Go check it right now. If you think I'm lying, go to your girl right now and say, hey, please uh, make me a sandwich. No, I'm serious. I'm not joking. Go do it right now. If you think I'm lying, go do that right now and see what she says to you. If she says yes, okay, then maybe you got leverage. Maybe she still cares about you. If she says no, it's a wrap. You're done. You live in a, your relationship is on life support. And you're out here telling me and guys of my generation what we should be doing when you're a complete henpecked stip in your relationship. You failed, sir. Just because you're in a relationship does not mean you're successful. If you're henpecked and you're getting no sex or nothing, you failed. You did not win. All right. How long are we into this? How much time we got left on this? Oh, boy. We ain't even done yet. I might just cut this. How much more can I take of this before we go to the next one? Right? So I say go someplace public to be private. Don't square off into each other's bedrooms, dorm rooms. Stay out of that space. Make no provision for the flesh. You get out in the place where you can talk about things uh that are holy and good and encouraging because i'll why would i do all this talking look if you don't like that i pause it it's just the way it is that's how fair use works and i don't see this is the problem dude this does not work anymore this isn't the 1950s or 40s or 30s dude this ain't weird this ain't working no more if you're not getting it somebody else is i don't care what you say we all know it's a fact I'm not shaming anybody. I'm just sick of people lying. <laughs> I'm sick of people lying. It makes me sick. Make no provisions for the flesh. 
In other words, you gotta pay top dollar to get married and then see how it works. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? That's just so stupid. I don't understand this. You are leading men to the slaughter. Whether you're doing it on purpose or not, I don't know. But you're leading men to the slaughter. That's like saying, here, open here. You gotta buy the mystery box before you know what's in it. It could be gold or it could be a lump of coal. But uh, you know what? It's up to you. You gotta pay for the box. Ultimately, if you are gonna marry her, um, that sexual desire, tension, all that's good. But when you're married, a good percentage of your time is just gonna be hanging out. Oh and so goodness. if you hit the gas on expediting the physical part, you've missed what dating is for, and that is to see, do I like hanging out with this person? Okay, first of all, he just told on himself, okay? He just told you that you're not going to get a whole lot of sex in your relationship. He just said that. He just said that. And second, the more you talk, the more the woman knows exactly how to manipulate you. Now, I'm not saying that she's evil for doing that. That's how women survive and that's how they've always operated. I'm not telling you that to make you resent women or to make women bad. They're not bad. The problem is he just told on himself. So I gotta do all this and then maybe I might get some intimacy. Wow, what great advice. First of all, I, loaded, I noticed a lack of bass in this man's voice, number one, huge red flag. Second, my guy, why do you sound like, please blank if, if you're under, if, if someone's like pressuring you, because this sounds so scripted. This sounds so unbelievably scripted. This man sounds so henpecked, it's unbelievable to me. So that's the piece I would say, push this one back, right? Hold off from anything physical so you can evaluate. Are we made to be with one another? Do we enjoy each other's company? Would she be a good friend? Would I want to hang out with her for the next 30 years? And if that's the case, the physical will naturally follow after you've gone through the covenant of marriage. So that's what I would tell him is live in the tension of you have no claim in her life. Trust her with God. You treat her with purity. And then as you get to know her emotionally, you start to connect and go, I think this is the one. What? And then you can enter that covenant of marriage and you're off to the races. Oh, my emotionally men do not go on that emotional playground no 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 do not go on that emotional playground here's the problem we as younger guys have been programmed to believe that women like emotional men women hate emotional men they despise them they see them as weak and for anybody who wants to come in here and call me a liar oh no austin my woman says she loved how much i care and how much i talk about my feelings and i cry all over her over her chest and how i'm crying and um, I'm, a, I'm a weak person no she doesn't she's just saying that to manipulate you you putt so you wonder how you're gonna wake up to what's happening to you she probably off with the work husband right now you goofy what are you talking about oh man see this is a problem dude these We are living in a reactionary time. We're living in a reactionary time. I'm supposed to pay through the nose. And then if I'm lucky, I get what I want. What kind of business is that? What kind of business does that? Make no mistake about it. You are a business. Your social security number is a business. And you're out here just handing it away for free like it's nothing.
So in other words, I can't tell her anything. She can do whatever she wants, but then when I marry her, she got to listen to me. So in other words, you set the terms up front that you're not in control, and then all of a sudden, you want to then take control. What kind of stupid advice is that? That's terrible. All right, we got one more video that I wanted to show y'all today. How to be a godly man from the Cross Point City Church. Shout out to them, fair use. Let's, let's hear what he got to say. It's almost like God knew what he was doing by putting us men as the spiritual leaders in our homes and, and in our marriages, right? But you guys, can I say, it doesn't mean that you're large and in charge and everybody does what you says. No, being a godly man means that you give. And you serve and you sacrifice and you provide and you protect and you take responsibility for the good of those other people that are living in your house. Okay, first of all, I want to pause right there. He makes a great point. He makes a great point right out the gate. I agree with him on this. Here's my counterpoint. Why, why does that equation always have to mean women? Why do you have to do all that for a woman, necessarily? You, all, you have to give to get. That is a law of nature, my friend. If you want to make money, you got to give something of value. If you want to get opportunities, you got to give people a reason as to why you're worthy of said opportunity. That is life. He's right there. But here's what I don't understand. The same thing applies to women, but yet, what is she giving you? That's what I want to know. What is she giving to you? What does the woman give you? Because if the answer is she doesn't have to give you anything, well, then you're telling me you're a parasite. Because a symbiotic relationship means you give me something and I give you something. And if you're not giving me anything, well, then you're a parasite. And if for anybody who wants to sit here and tell me, Austin, she gave me kids, man. She gave you kids? No. You gave her kids. Her womb was barren. She was bleeding every month, not giving Jack. I gave her my seed. I planted the seed. She just incubated it. You take that one to the bank. Let's continue. That's what godly men do. And so, men, that's what I want to challenge you to do. As men who make up Cross Point City Church, I want to encourage you and challenge you out of love to be godly men, to love Jesus more than anything else in life, to love your wife like Jesus loved his church, and you give yourself up for that woman, no matter what it means. Oh, my goodness. No. Uh, look, gentlemen, if you're in a marriage, you're kind of stuck. I'm not going to sit here and tell you to disagree with what he just said. But here's my question again. Why do I need to die on the cross for her every day? What does she do that deserves me doing that? If the answer is nothing, then I'm not doing it. Austin, you selfish. Yeah, I'm selfish. Austin, why would you say that? Because it's true. I I break my back. I'd sacrifice. I do all this just to give it to somebody else who's not going to appreciate it. Statistically, because 80% of divorces are filed by women? Why would I do that? Oh, okay. What else you got, sir? We're less than a minute in, and I'm not liking us the start so far. You're hitting some, and you're, you're striking on some. 
You give your life over to discipling those kids and pouring your life into them and showing them what it means to follow your Lord and Savior. And if you will do that, there is a great probability that all those people in your house are going to follow you. Be godly men. Statistically, that's not entirely accurate. I'm just saying. Look, if this depresses you, I, I can't help you. This is just the way it works, okay? You want me to sit here and tell you that everything he's saying is right and I shouldn't question it? Well, then you're part of the problem. And then young single men in the room, can oh, I just here we challenge go. you in love? Oh, here we go. Start that now. Start what? Start uh, this now. Start what now? What? What are you talking about, sir? Like I know some of you young single dudes, you're like, bro, no girl wants to really date me or be in a relationship with me. Can I give you some advice? Oh, here we go. That things gonna help you? You ready? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Godly women are not looking to date boys. So in other words, you made my point, but now you want them to double down on their stupidity. In other words, yeah, he's right. Women don't want men that they see as beneath them. He's 100% right. Here's a problem. So I build myself up from nothing. I create something. For what? To give it to you? To give it to, give it to her? Why? Why in the world would I do that? And for only one woman. When in the Bible there are multiple examples, and God never says that monogamy alone is what you should do, by the way. He just says he hates divorce. But people are okay with divorce, but not okay with multiple marriage. Why? Because of government. That's why. And because of guys like, not him in particular, but in this kind of philosophy. This is the problem right here. They're looking for godly men. Boys are what society often says are men, okay? Boys are all about them. Their pride, their ego, their influence, their power, their money, and you know, just selfishness. Pause, pause. Okay, he says that women don't want boys, and he's saying that being a boy means having an ego, having pride, having this stuff, right? Then why do women choose those men? Women choose those men every day of the week. What are you talking about? Women choose those men every day of the week. Why do you think the wedlock is out of control? Why do you think that so many women are on birth control? Why do you think so many women go to the club and go to the bar and go to all these places and go on Instagram, TikTok, and OnlyFans? What are you talking about? Why do you think there are sugar babies? What is this dude talking about? Pure selfishness. Women like that. They reward the men who have that behavior. And yet you're blaming us. You're saying women don't like those men? Then why are they choosing with them? Why are they fornicating with them? Why are they choosing them? What are you talking about? Even these godly women I see, they still find these men attractive. And they have to convince themselves they don't want them. They want the good gump who's always been there, who's always been available to her, and she's never chosen him. I'm not mad, by the way. I'm just passionate because this is the problem I have with the church is they push this advice and then they wonder why the men are henpecked, why they leave, why they're not there. Because you're not giving them the advice. They actually understand all these dudes have seen Andrew Tate. All these dudes have seen the red pill. All these dudes have seen these kind of dudes come out here. Kevin Samuels, Andrew Tate. All these guys have seen these men. So they know what you can actually, what the flip side is. They know you're lying.
Let's continue. Pure selfishness. Godly women don't want a guy like that. Mm, uh, so if okay. life is still all about you, I would say you need to grow out of boyhood and embrace manhood. Oh, for God's sake. Like, oh, in other words, being a man means I, I, I just put everybody else before me. Oh, in other words, you want me to be broke. You want me to be a loser. Let's just keep, let's just keep going. Young single dudes, take some responsibility for you and get a job and start providing and get out of the parents' house and, and start getting out there and, and doing life on your own. Love Jesus, serve him. What does that have to do with me? What the hell does that have to do with me being a godly man? That's just basic adulting. That has nothing to do with God and everything to do with, hey, stop being a broke, worthless piece of crap and actually do something for yourself. That so-called selfishness you just talked about, that ego, that pride and whatnot, that's what pushes people to actually achieve in life. The ambition, hustler's ambition, shout out the 50 cent, that's what he's talking about is bad, but then says we need to have those qualities. What are you talking about, sir? prioritize the good of other people. And I can guarantee if you'll start doing that, at some point along the way, you're going to meet some godly woman who's going to look at you and go, I've been looking for a guy like you. Oh my goodness. See, he makes a great point and then proceeds to make a really bad point, okay? Yeah, here's the problem. Giving is great, yes. But you need to have something to give in the first place. So many people are so obsessed with giving to other people, yet they're broke. They have nothing to give. They're an empty well trying to give water, and all they're giving is dust. You need to have something to give. But people aren't even there yet, and then you're telling them to give. And on top of that, you then say, the woman's going to come through and say, oh, I'm looking for a man like you. Yeah, right now. She wasn't looking for that guy a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, five years ago. That girl wasn't looking for a godly man then. She's trying to get Pookie to become a godly man. She's trying to get Tyrone to be a godly man. That's who she was trying to get to be godly. Trust me, I've met these kind of women. I have. Man. Up until now, it's just been a bunch of silly little boys. And wow, I've actually found a godly man. Someone. Oh, in other words, if I don't agree with you, I'm a little boy. Okay. I'm sorry, that's false. No, I'm not gonna let you get away with that. In other words, if I don't agree with you, I'm not a man, I'm a little boy. Well, these so-called little boys out here, we're making good money. We're out here banging a lot of good shit, hot chicks. I'm sorry, man, this is the way it is. Now, I'm not saying that one way is superior to the other way. What I'm saying is, what he's saying is just not true. He acts like the whole male sphere side of the internet doesn't exist. He acts like guys like Rolo Tomasi, uh, Kevin Samuels, and, and Andrew Tate don't exist. No one's heard of these men. Everybody's heard of these dudes or seen a video on the internet from, uh, about these guys or, or men like me on this side of the internet. Everybody has seen us. So this whole idea of it's either your way or being a loser, that's just not true. One who gives and serves and sacrifices and cares and protects and provides and takes responsibility. And young single men, here's what I'm telling you, man. If you will do that now, if and when God gives you your own family someday, you will be ready to lead them in the ways of Jesus. Men, be godly men. Man, our world needs it more than ever.
Men who will step up and give their whole hearts to Jesus Christ for his glory, for the good of our families, for the good of our world. Amen? Oh, boy. Okay. You know what? You see, ladies and gentlemen of the Sheep Get Sheared podcast, do you see my frustration? Do you understand my righteous anger when it comes to the, the this, these ideas that are pushed that either you agree with me, you agree to be a gump, or you are just out of luck. No, I'm sorry. I'm not going to follow in that. That's not the way it works. There is always another option. Being a biblical bachelor, that's another option. Going your own way, that's another option. Again, find leverage and options in your life so then you have the ability to decide what you want. You're not forced or, or tunnel visioned into one way or the other way. You're not pigeonholed into one lifestyle that you, that you don't ever explore any alternatives. No. My friends, if you have anything you want to say, you disagree with, you think I'm fair, foul, you can go over to my, you can go to any comment section if you're watching the video, if you're listening to the podcast. Uh, you can go over to my X page at Sheep Get Sheared, hit me in the DMs. Or you can, whatever, you respond to any questions that I raise about the church. You're welcome to do that. I welcome the conversation. As long as it's respectful, I, I welcome it. My friends, I encourage you to stay informed, stay vigilant, question everything that comes your way because you will only stand a benefit by using your own brain. My friends, I'm out of here. Enjoy your day. I hope you learned something. Hope I gave you some food for thought. The rest I leave to you. I'm out. Peace.